Hey friend, welcome back to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Holly Knoll and I'm the host of this lovely podcast and I'm really happy you're here. Um, this is my last podcast of the year of 2023. So I'm going solo. It's just me and you today. No interviews, no fancy sound editing, no fancy introduction, just me here in my office with my mic and my dog, Maggie, who's snoring, and you might hear her from time to time. Um, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about lessons I've learned this year. And in the tech world, um, for those of you who don't work in tech, we do something um, when it comes to software development called agile methodology. And part of agile methodology is breaking work down into smaller chunks maybe two week periods of time as a team. And then at the end of those two weeks, we get together as a team and we talk about what went well, what did we learn? What did not go so well? What would we do next time that's different? And what actions are we going to take to continue growing and maturing moving forward? So I'm going to take that flavor into today's podcast. I'm going to walk you through lessons I've learned this year. So three things that I've learned um, things that went well, things that didn't go so well, what did I learn and what am I going to take into the new year? And this isn't just to talk about Holly and her business and make it all about me. What I, why I'm sharing these things is because I think it's important to learn from each other. And I'm here to share these lessons learned as things I've learned in hopes that they can help you as you're starting your business or you're working on your goal or your, or your dream. So that's really the intent of sharing my lessons learned. So I'm just going to get right into it. Um, and I'm going to talk about my lesson and accomplishment. So I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping these into lessons and accomplishments both together. So the number one thing I want to talk about first is I launched a new season of the of Women in Tech when it comes to this podcast. Heck, I relaunched this podcast this year. <laughs> I, it, I had gone on hiatus for... I first launched this podcast in 2020 and I, I'd gone on hiatus for, I don't know, like a year, or almost two, because, well, to be honest, I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like doing the podcast. I used busy as an excuse. Um, I used not motivated as a as an excuse. And I just quit. Honestly, I, I quit and I quit on myself and I quit on listeners and I started getting this whisper and rumbling on, you know, I don't know, probably sometime last year where I thought, you know what, I want to start interviewing women in tech. I had in 2021, I had interviewed women in the technology space, or I I'd not interviewed women in the technology space. I'd worked for a company in the technology space that was high tech and it was highly male dominated. And I'm just like, huh, where are all the women on my, on, in my meetings? Um, and this is consulting, um, where are all the women in my meetings? Where are all the women, um, in leadership positions? Like where the heck are all the women in this company? This is like a household name. What the heck? Like hiring is not getting better for women. Hiring practices are not geared toward attracting women, so on and so forth. So I, I, I was really pissed off about how the media makes it sound like, oh, it's getting so much better for women. And guys, let me just tell you, guys and gals in the tech industry, it's not. It's not. So I had a fire in my belly to start 
a podcast that was dedicated toward um, interviewing women in technology. I wanted to highlight, I wanted to spotlight women that are out there kicking butt in the tech industry who are making a difference, who others can learn from. And of course, as I'm thinking about like, wouldn't it be great to do all of this? A little voice in my head said, who are you to interview these women? Who's going to want to come on your podcast? This is going to be so much work. You are going to have so much work and there's going to be so much involved with organizing these women. Where are you going to find them? Where are you? How are you going to just actually find time in your day to do this? You're too busy. So all of these voices started coming into my head like a crazy person. But actually, I will say all of these voices, if you can relate, I'm not a crazy person, neither are you, because these are completely normal thoughts. These are thoughts our brains have to keep us safe. I guarantee at some point in her life, and maybe even today, Oprah has had these thoughts. And so it's normal and it's human. And that's something I've learned over the course of this year is it's normal to have these thoughts. It's what we do with them and what attention we choose to not give them that matters. So I also started noticing these thoughts and I thought, but what if, what if I'm able to help another woman in tech? What if I'm able to help women understand and feel heard in tech and understand what it's like to work in technology? How, what if I help women connect with each other and say, hey, I heard this woman on a podcast and I want to go reach out to her on LinkedIn and see if she's hiring. What if I bring new, um, you know, new visibility to this problem? That is not going away. And I help men understand what the problem is with not hiring women in, in tech. And, and I help men and, um, you know, leaders at companies, men and women alike, what if I help them, um, you know, change the way they hire, the way they look at hiring or the way they look at conducting interviews? Anyway, so I, I also outweighed all of those negative thoughts that I was having with like, what if, what could be the possibilities of doing this podcast. So then it was like, oh my gosh, how do, it's so much work. Nope, 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 nope. This sounds really great, Holly, but this is so much work. You don't have time. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've done this before. I successfully had produced, I successfully had produced and launched like 20 episodes of this podcast. Like why? And I found time to do it Back in the day, why couldn't I do it now? I had a system in place. I had tools in place. I, I had an interview style that I liked to use. And um, I, I knew I genuinely loved the interview so much. And I got so much energy and excitement and passion around doing them. So I had to talk myself out of all of those negative thoughts around being too busy. And so what I did is I just made a list of what exactly needs to happen to accomplish this podcast. And I started taking one step, then two steps and three steps. And the next thing I knew I was booking people. And the next thing I knew I was hopping on Zoom calls and having conversations and interviewing folks. And the next thing I knew I was launching these podcasts and I was posting them on LinkedIn. Like, oh my God, that is like the most scary thing in the world to post things that you are not 100% sure of on that platform. Like Instagram is my happy place guys, but like in LinkedIn is like, you better, in my thoughts, my brain tell me it better be good. It better be perfect. You know, of, of course we all know those are not true anyway. Anyway, I was posting on LinkedIn about this scared to death. Now I do it all the time and I don't think twice about it. 
Um, but I was doing a lot of things that were really scary, but the more I did it, the more confident I became, the more I wanted to, to do it, the more I wanted to tweak and change and improve the way I was doing it because I was learning about what my audience wanted to know. But had I never taken one step, I wouldn't, I would be sitting in the same place I was a year ago. I, I wouldn't have met new connections. I wouldn't have learned new things. I wouldn't have been able to further empathize with other women in tech. I wouldn't have met people that my um, episode guests knew who introduced me to other people. And many new doors that opened as a result of just interviewing women in tech would have remained closed. Heck, I wouldn't even even walked by those doors. So what I have to say all in all is what I learned from launching Women in Tech, the Women in Tech podcast series was I needed to a a bet like I needed to really articulate what were the benefits of doing this. Why was I doing this? Who did I want to help? What was I going to learn? What were the positives of things that could come out of this? Then I had to break down like, okay, what is it going to take to actually do this? Write down every single thing that it was going to take to actually launch this Women in Tech podcast series. And then I just had to start taking action and doing it. That crystallized, that crystallized my confidence and it crystallized my intentions. So once I started taking action, it became real. Like, hey, I'm doing this. And now it's a process. And now it's in, my podcast is once again re-ingrained re, re into my business. And so had I not taken action, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So anyway, the last thing is I really wanted to launch this Women in Tech podcast series because it aligned with my heart. And I find that when I'm doing something that aligns with what my heart believes and what and if I align with that whisper that I hear, maybe you should start this. Maybe you should start that. What do you think about doing this or that? When I align there with that voice and my heart, I'm unstoppable. I, I didn't want to stop. I did not want to stop interviewing these women. It was like, who's the next woman? Who's the next woman? Who's the next woman? Who else can I help? What else can we talk about? So that's how I knew I was in my groove and I found my, my thing was because I aligned with my heart and I listened to that voice. And from there, it became easy, easier. And by the way, my favorite, I think I loved every single interview I did in that series. I think there are, there's about 10 of them and they're all, all of the podcasts are labeled women in tech colon title. One of my favorite ones was the one that's titled, she did it. And I interviewed Bernadine Wu and Cynthia and um, Bernadine and Cynthia were my first podcast I did with two other people. And I was nervous as heck, like, oh boy, how am I going to manage two other people? This has now turned into an interview party, a podcast party. Never done this before. Hope it goes well. Hope everyone's sound works. Hope we don't sound like a hot mess. It was so much fun. I had such a blast with these two ladies. They taught me so much about how to start and sell a company, something that I just don't hadn't had a lot of conversations with people to date. It's something I didn't know much about, still don't. Um, but if you were going to pick any of those podcasts from the Women in Tech series, I think that one is a true gem. They were a lot of fun and just wicked smart women. So I'm going to jump to number two. 
The next accomplishment that I um, am quite proud of this year, um, but not without some painstaking uh, pieces as well, was I launched Women, Wine, and Business. And that is my in-person live event here in Minneapolis. If you live in Minneapolis, send me a DM on Instagram or uh, an, an email, holly at hollynull.com. And let me know if you want to join. I will put you on the list. Um but Women, Wine, and Business is an in-person live networking event with women over wine, and we talk about business and life. Um, why did I create it? Okay, I moved back to Minneapolis in 2020, and first 18 months was pretty much, you know, pandemic world. So really, I lived in Minneapolis about, I don't know, almost two years, not that long. And I, yeah, I lived here before. Um, I lived in San Francisco for 10 years. I, I went to college here and lived here for a long time after college, but moving back here the second time was like starting over. Yeah. I knew the geography. I knew the landscape. I knew the Minnesota culture to a point, but I'd forgotten a lot about what the culture is like here. And I was like, cool, I'm here in Minnesota. Can't wait to meet new people. I'm going to go out and about and like find my people just like I did in San Francisco. And Minnesota was like, ha, 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 ha. Not so fast, Holly. That's not how it's done here. So I was like, okay, well, I started going to these things. I started going to a few events. I'm like, this just doesn't feel like my people. I feel weird. I feel like a fish out of water. Not my people. I got to keep trying things and trying things and trying things. And so I kept trying going to different things. I mean, I even went to restaurants on my own, hoping to like maybe talk to someone at the bar. By the way, not very many people go to restaurants by themselves in Minnesota. Um, and again, I have no data to back this up, but my personal experience is usually when I'm at a restaurant by myself at the bar eating dinner, I'm kind of the only one eating solo. So I still do it though. I love it. Anyway. Something I took from my traveling days as a consultant, love eating out alone. Um, but back to why I did it. I just kept trying to go to all these events. I'm like, these, I just don't feel connected. I just, I, I something's just not hitting home here. So I'm like, you know what? What if I create something that I wish existed and create an event that I think would be fun and something with people that I love? And with wine that I love and in places I love to go to. And why don't I just start talking about this to everyone I meet who seems cool, like people in my building. I live in an apartment building with like some of the most awesome people you will ever meet. Um, and so I just was like, okay, I'm gonna start with who I know. And maybe they'll bring people they know and they'll bring people they know and let's grow this thing. So I created Women, Wine and Business because I wanted to create what I wished existed. But I've had and still have self-doubt around it. Like who's going to come? I'm going to send out the invite and no one's going to sign up. Um, all sorts of, of um, you know, thoughts creep in mind, it creep into my mind. But again, going back to like what I talked about with the Women in Tech podcast, it's about how, what do you do with those thoughts? Okay, thought, I hear you. I'm going to delete you and move on. You're not helpful. I'm going to choose a different thought. So while I'm still in the very beginning stages of women, wine, and business, I can say the events that we've had here in 2023 have been awesome. They've been more fun than I ever could have imagined. I've met a bunch of new women who I literally adore, and I can't wait for 2024 to see what the new year brings, to see where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Um, 
But my point is here, I think the lesson learned from launching Women Mind and Business was don't be afraid to create what you wish existed. Um, you know, if you want to build a community, if you want to find your people, if you want to, if you wish there was something in your life that you currently don't have and you want and you have full control over to make that happen, go make it happen. We have so much power to go ahead and create what we wish existed rather than waiting around for someone else to do it. Because trust me, someone else will do it and you might go to it or partake, but it's not going to be what you would do. It's not going to be how you would do it. So if you want to go create something, go do it, go do it your way. And trust me, your people will find you. So that's what I have really learned about women, wine and business. And um, just being able to create a community of awesome people because I wanted to find a group of awesome people to connect with. And that's not to say that there are no awesome communities here in Minneapolis, not at all. In fact, I've um, since found a couple more that I've really enjoyed going to um, the National Association of Women Business Owners here. Um, and they're actually across the U.S. It's a great group of women who um, I've really felt that I've connected with on a deep level in terms of being business owners. So for all of you business owners out there that want to find a community and in your state, definitely look up the National Association of Women Business Owners or NABO um, and join. I, I've been to, I think, two of their events so far. One was a sip and shop. One was like a, a happy hour kind of drinks and networking event partnered with another group here in the Twin Cities. And they were both awesome. And women were incredibly welcoming. And I invited them to my event too. And there's always a chance of cross-pollination for whatever it is you create. Collaborations. When you put two, two people's heads together, a lot can happen. Two, two brains together, two people's heads. I don't know what that, that just sounds like that was weird. Okay. So those are two things, um, accomplishments that I've, I've, I wanted to highlight from this year and what I learned from it. Um, and I, I do have to say too, that, um, launching women, wine and business, I felt a little bit more confident to try this because I have been trying other things in my business and, and being like, you know what, I'm going to try the, the women in tech podcast. If no one listens, oh, well, Will anyone even know? Nope, no one's going to know and no one's going to care. The only one that's going to care is me. Okay, well, what else can I try? Okay, well, I want to create a community. What else can I try? I'm going to create women wine business. Okay, well, what if no one comes? Oh, well, no one comes and do something else or, um, you know, try something else or try a different place. You know, there's, I think the more we get used to trying new things, the less scary it can be and the more new things you want to try. So keep that in mind. All right. The third and final theme or lesson, I guess I've learned, which really applies to starting the top, the, the thing, the podcast, um, the women in tech podcast and the live event, um, is one thing. And, and I was trying to think of one more point to talk about in today's podcast as I was working out a little earlier and I, I came up with it, um, pretty quickly and it's that motivation, is not required to accomplish goals. I'll say that again. Motivation is not required to accomplish goals. If you think of Olympic athletes out there, do you think they're motivated every single day to get out of bed at the crack of dawn and work out, to hit the ice, to hit the gym, to hit the arena, whatever it is, wherever the location is? Do you think they're motivated every day? 
every minute? Heck no. And I think this thing about motivation, um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, it's like, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated to work a full-time consulting gig and have a podcast and an event and an online coaching program? Well, I, I'm, I've thought like, well, I don't know if I really am motivated all the time. I mean, maybe 20% of the time I'm motivated. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go do this. Let's, I can't wait to just sit down and, um, I don't know, update my website with my latest podcast. Like that is not motivating for me at all. But what is rewarding is my why. And that is what keeps me going. And you, and um, for those of you who have been around a while, you've probably heard me talk about why it's so important to to discover your why when you do anything, because that is when it, what's going to keep you going when you don't want to get out of bed, when you want to go to dinner, but you have like something else you need to do on your business that you'd rather get done. So you say no to business, you say no to the dinner, even though you want to go. But because you have a bigger why and your why is attached to a purpose. And when you have a strong why, so like my why for launching women in tech, the women in tech podcast, which I told you a little bit about earlier was I wanted to give a voice to women in tech to help change the technology industry, to help, to help lift, lift women up, to help there be more equality and more balance in technology organizations, so more ideas can be brought forth, so more women have opportunities, so more women can move forward in their careers and make a shit ton of money and like kick kick butt all of all across the world. That's why I wanted to do the Women in Tech podcast. I also wanted to learn myself. What is the secret to these women's success? So that kept me going. Launching Women, Wine, and Business. Pretty clear about my why was, selfishly, I wanted to create a community that is surrounded by people that I adore who I can get together with once a month and let my guard down and and be of support to someone else and have maybe someone support me and help me out and be inspire one another. I wanted to create that group of women that's close-knit that comes together and helps each other out and helps each other move forward. So having a why will will ground you and will help you move forward. Motivation just isn't required. And some motivation, it's great. That is like the cherry on the top. If you are motivated, great. Seize the moment. Go for it. Nine times out of 10, I am not work motivated to go work out. But do I do it anyway? Yep, I do. Because my why is I want to have an able body until I the day I die because I don't ever want to be immobile if I can at all help it because I want to have a healthy heart because I want to have a healthy body. I want to have a strong body. So motivation doesn't care about my why. Motivation is going to come and go. So think about, um, think about your why and get grounded when it comes to your goals. Um, so I will just, I'll just kind of close with a, just a few, a few thoughts. Um, remember pre procrastination and excuses are always waiting in the wings. They are always options. They are always something you can choose. In fact, today, um, I'm a day late finishing this podcast because I procrastinated yesterday because I thought, hmm, what's the last possible day I can push that pod recording the podcast out until I start to run out of time in a serious way. And 
that was a decision I made. And I'm just, full disclosure, I, I still procrastinate sometimes. It happens. But um, procrastination and excuses are always choices. They are always waiting there in the wings, waiting to be chosen. But you get to decide. And some days, yeah, maybe you do choose procrastination. But most days, I hope you choose to take action. I hope you choose to move forward. I hope you choose your goals and your purpose and your why, regardless of if you're motivated. And, and remember, it's normal. It's normal to not feel motivated. Remember, it's normal to feel overwhelmed. If you feel overwhelmed, you're doing it right because you're overflowed with ideas and you just got to get them down on paper and then watch yourself calm down right? Once you get things on paper, amazing how the overwhelm kind of goes away because you can prioritize it. You can understand what's the highest impact things I can do that are require the lowest effort. What are three things I can do each day so I can make progress? And then at the end of each day, you can think back, what did I accomplish? What do I want to tweak and adjust for tomorrow? So make that plan the night before and then wake up the next day with some, with a new plan. So remember, it's normal. It's normal to, to want to procrastinate. It's normal to have excuses. It's normal to want to give up. But also remember to create what you wish existed. To create something that you want to help others with, to inspire others with. Create something that's going to help you live the life that you want. And remember, all these things are going to come up and try, your brain's going to try to stop you in every single way. But just remember, you can do it and take your big idea to that very next step. I'll recap, write down everything you can think of that will take to accomplish your goal. Then walk away, let it simmer, think about it, just get it all down on paper and out of your head. Then come back and organize that list. Rank it by priority. What are the highest impact things you can do that require the lowest effort? Then give yourself self three things to do each day so that you can make progress. I like to prioritize my daily three by like one hardish thing that requires like a lot of brain power that's high impact and low effort if I can. Some things are high impact, high effort, and that's just the way it is. And that's okay. But I don't plan three of those in one day. I plan one of those. So if I'm planning a high impact, high effort or high impact, low effort, I, I give myself one of those a day. And then I give myself two easier things that are like the lower hanging fruit that I can easily knock out. That's going to make a difference in my business. Again, high impact, but something that's going to also give me a quick win because my brain, our brains love that quick hit of dopamine. Like I did it. I crossed something off my list. I moved forward. It's off my plate. I made progress. So give yourself some guaranteed wins each day as well. And then at the end of the day, assess your list. How would I do? And try to be objective. Don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. It is what it is. Life happens. Things come up. How did I do? What do I want to tweak and adjust for the next day? And those are the, the steps I've personally taken to launch my in-person event and to launch, relaunch this podcast. And I am so grateful to be here today. And if you've come this far on this podcast, I thank you so much for listening and for making this year truly incredible when it comes to this podcast. I watch my numbers. I see you out there. I see you listening. And I read, I 
I, I watch my numbers for my email opens and I see you clicking to this podcast. So I just have to say thank you. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. Let's connect on Instagram. I'm at Holly Knoll. And if you want to start your business for free this year, let's end this year with purpose. Okay. Let's with purpose and intention, go to hollynoll.com slash free, and you can get started on your business in six steps by solidifying your offer, solidifying your business idea. I will walk you through step-by-step on how to do that. Again, that's at hollynoll.com slash free. So thank you so much for being here today. It has been a year and I am incredibly proud of what we've accomplished as a community. And thank you so much for being here. And I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings. Bye friend.